All right, here we go. Mic check. Here we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Open it up with flavor in the air. Recipes, Craig Mack. Recipes, Stephen Hawkins. Rest in peace to the people that died in Florida in that British accident. But we got played this classic real quick, just a dope beat. You guys are familiar with Craig Mack. That's flavor in your ear. If she don't know who Craig Mack is, don't Mack on her. She's too young, bro. She's too young. But yeah, man, rest in peace to Craig Mack. Just want to open up a little bit. with a little segment for that, because, you know, Craig Mack is a pretty important staple to hip-hop, one of the bad boys, or was bad boys, first signee, uh, put out their first hit, and we all know how much bad boys really, like, impacted, especially do, in, especially in today's, you know. We do know. It goes without saying? saying. So, shout out Craig Mack. Rest in peace. Uh, that's probably one of the most like top instrumentals, like you know, when people play like for like an instrument, like a cipher or freestyle or some yeah. shit like that. Everybody's faded at the party. That shit comes on. That it's like it's always that Raps, or the one the rapper hands Deep. are being thrown. Mob Deep shook ones part two. Shook ones part two. That's another one. Fucking bridges over. There's a there's a dip. There's a grip. You know. Uh, oh, the far side. Far which one? Uh, passing me by. Or is it passing? Yeah, passing me by, or or, or am I no, thinking running, running, or souls of mischief, or yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Ultimate cipher, fucking beats. ninety three till. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Good show. Well, welcome everybody the- uh, joining us here through the audios, through all the different streaming services. I'm not gonna name them. You all already know what streaming services or what. Everybody on Instagram live right now. Yeah, yeah, that see shout us. Out Instagram. And shout out Tom. Oh yeah, welcome, and then uh, here we are, um, very first episode, Dice Roller Radio, my name, alright, go ahead, you want to go with the sponsors? Brought to you by Unidentified Corporation and General Atomics. <laughs> yes sir, and the Modelo, we got the Modelo tall cans, I'm here, my name is Will B, aka Will B to Don, aka Don Michaels, sweet chin music, you right in the motherfucking face, and to, with me I got some special guests, two very... Creative individuals having their own brands, having their own platforms, their own style, their own logos. I'll let them do it themselves. Who do we have here today? Stilo Suave. Rottweiler. Boom. Liam from Unidentified Corporation. Yep. Here we are. Unios Turd Nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I need a sample board. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Fucking here we are. Uh, Let's talk about some shit. You know, we got the brands here. We got a couple topics today that I wanted to cover that go in as far as they touch on fashion, but it, t- it touches on, you know, everyday life as well. So it's kind of like when the two worlds collide, you know, it's going to be either like something like in, within the popular topic realm, especially if it's like with, you know, regarding to music, artists, uh, different platforms that use like what they need to do is and expressing it through style. So um, let's get a little background. Uh, Liam, it's your first time here. You know, you got your brand. What, what is your brand's name again? 
Unidentified Corporation. Um, I've been doing the brand since March 2015, but that was like when I released the first shirt, but I've been kind of designing like summer 2014. Uh, It's been a wild ride since then, for sure. Oh, yeah. So uh, where could we find your clothes at, or do you have them anywhere being... I don't have them in a store at the moment. It's all... uh, all done online, www.unidentifiedcorp.com, Instagram at unidentifiedcorp, Twitter at UNIDCORP. Okay. Damn, you just plugged himself up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a free promo. It's like, why not? You know, this was all the talk. Yeah, familiar with well, the that, shit. That's where you can find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, so background, last September, actually it was my birthday, we had a, a pop-up shop at Human Catalyst that... Liam organized almost completely on his own, but I mean, I took part in like the designing <laughs> of the graphic that yeah. we used together, and and we just had a fucking blast like coming up with the concept for the 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 graphic tee and everything. And I think it's been the same with this one, um, this time around. So yeah, check us out. Six months later, we're back to Human Catalyst this Saturday in Chula Vista on Third Avenue. We're about to have a pop up. She's about to be late. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, so uh, how long have you guys really been, like, working together? Was this, like, your first time coming together and collabing on something? Did we meet at Weird Hughes? I know we um, talked That's before. the first time we really talked. I think we, like, kind of went back and forth online before. Like, I was up in the Bay and oh, you invited you would, like, me to we, something. You would, like, talk to me about the pop-up for, like, a long time, right? Like, uh, we kind of knew that this shit was going to happen, right? Or, I think... Uh, I mean, I had obviously, like, seen your stuff before. I, we were both at uh, Burger's Playhouse summer oh, 2016. Yeah. So, like, I, I kind of knew who he was. Um, I was on mushrooms. For a little bit. Um, but uh, It was late. But I think we really kind of started working together the summer. <laughs> we met at Weird Hughes last summer and kind of just had a good conversation. Knew we wanted to do something and... I went into Human Catalyst, talked to Russ there. Shout out to him. We had the pop up, and I invited him out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she was my birthday. Turn-up. <laughs> it sounds like you said you were on shrooms. It was like no, that was that was another time. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't on shrooms at other time. Yeah, but, but anyways, um, anything coming up like individually, like. Which like, do you have anything like collection wise coming out? Anything yeah, new? I actually, oh. I accidentally leaked his. <laughs> yeah, his he leaked my whole collection on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> Put it out. I thought he was out. I, don't, <laughs> no. I thought I was doing him a solid. I was like, yeah, we blast this shit. But, Ruining the trust already. Yeah. that's actually kind of. I almost like when you're this small, like. If anybody's waiting for a leak, like show it out to them, but <laughs> yeah. nobody cares, so you got to get it out. Out, but uh, I care, bro. <laughs> um, no, I have a pretty big, big collection coming out. Um, I actually go up to the school to school in the Bay Area, so kind of my time in San Diego is like I come back from school, have all my designs prepared, and then when I'm back back in Chula Vista is when I I'm ready to drop. And this. This time around, I have heat. A, like, yeah, heat, a bunch bro. of heat. Uh, Can you feel the heat in this room, but bro? Three. She opened up the picture. She got hot. hot. <laughs> the temperature to go I got, up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm sitting on Satan's throne right now, bro. It's <laughs> hot in here. A really nice, uh, 
line of graphic t-shirts. I got a Dickies jacket coming out. I got a great artist collab with uh, this guy, LaDon Alex, out of Arkansas and Texas. And he just, he's very talented. So I'm glad I got the opportunity to work with him. We got the Rottweiler collab tee, but huge uh, spring 2018 line coming out. Tell him about the collab. Flame. Let him know. <laughs> All the flame, bro. So our collab tee um, kind of... Came about. I'm do. I was doing a lot of researching on like government lobbying and all that. Like I'm kind of, kind of into that. Um, and I was doing some research on like the defense industry, mm-hmm. and then that ultimately led me. Like I knew drones were a huge part of the military. They're they're a lot of money. Um, they're everywhere. They drop now. they drop a lot of bombs in the Middle East and yeah. ev- everywhere cool else. Photos and making <laughs> Making everyone's music video fucking look crazy. But uh, I came across this uh, company called General Atomics. And there's a few others. There's like Lockheed Martin. um, Like Raytheon. There's a lot of defense contractors out there. But I decided on General Atomics. has a cool logo. And then at the end of it, I found uh, that they're actually based out of San Diego. Have a lot of history here. They opened in the 50s, and in the 60s, they had about 15% of San Diego's workforce was working at General Atomics. So it just kind of kind of fit. Like, when we come together, like, I think we like to tell a story with our pieces and yeah, kind of double, triple entendres and kind of make sure it has some history behind it. Like, our last one was San Diego-based. Yeah. So this is a completely different direction, but it still has that historical background i feel like i feel like the inspiration for the first collab that we did which was like an ode to heaven's gate and this like cult that committed one of the largest mass suicides in maybe i don't know about recorded history but probably like u.s history is definitely like yeah up there there for sure and uh and so it was sort of like you know paying like like just attention to the fact that there's this similarity between like cult culture and like this 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 like cult like following that certain brands can achieve or and not just like clothing brands but any type of brand like if you're a brand you're, you're gonna have people like following it that's like the, one of the goals you know what I mean like just right. to, to get eyes on it and shit and so that was definitely like a huge like streetwear aspect is like having this cult following. I feel like similarly what Liam brought to the table with this concept of like, you know, flipping uh, like the image of a drone from General Atomics and like the fact that they're San Diego based is that and like the and the fact that they've been dropping bombs is like that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like that's us in a nutshell. We're <laughs> Creating cult following and we're dropping fucking bombs. Like, it's real shit out here. Like, we really go hard with this, like, a lot. And it was just crazy when he told me that he wanted to use General Atomics because my older brother works there. Yeah. And that shit, like, he got even closer to home than I thought it could even get. I was like, yo, like, what, what, like, what more could we even do? You know, like, well, it's good that you have like a really like meaningful direction in it. You know what I mean? So it's like that way. Oh yeah, we put the intention behind everything. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that way. That's... So it's like when you you put it out there. So it's like what I like about clothing. If like if you could have something out there that's like super abstract, but then like the like simplest way, make it like 
some like some kind of powerful symbolism. It makes you feel more comfortable rocking it, you know, rather than yeah. just like saying like, "Oh, that looks cool." And like I know we touched we touched up on this before, just like certain logos, just like, "Oh, it looks cool," but like you really don't understand like how deep. Like something like that could go. So you, you start to understand once you start paying attention to like, not paying attention, but like if if you're like learned up on some fucking design shit, then like you can somewhat understand why one logo might be more impactful than another. Why certain fonts and certain typefaces and used in different applications like work better, and why others fail. You know what I mean? Like why they don't have the same impact. Liam was telling me about how he's been taking art classes this semester, and like, right. I can appreciate that because I remember having to take just a couple of those before I got into like my my undergrad and all that. Like, it was just it's it's really dope to kind of hear about that from like another perspective and be like, oh shit, like, you know, I remember these feelings of like studying two dimensional design or like having to be critiqued on a painting and I didn't consider myself a painter but I knew I could paint I knew I could like get my idea on a canvas and then but then having to be critiqued by someone who critiques like amateur artists for a living you know what I mean it's like yeah. a whole spiral to like fucking be sitting in the classroom like I wonder what they think of my shit like you gotta like really understand what like corrective criticism is at that point probably yeah. and then just try to do your best and like you know what I mean? Just put out best quality work while... Yeah, definitely. Strive yeah. for that, A. Yeah, like, taking one thing... I used to kind of be very, like, anti, like, art school. And I'm going to school for communications kind of just to have a degree. But, like, one thing I realized is, like, art school gives you the tools of how to use things, but they don't give you that. You, you either kind of have the creativity or you don't, but the nice thing yeah. about art school is you get the structure to uh, fill in the certain puzzle pieces that you may be missing because up until that point I'd been entirely self-taught. I think that's what's cool about some trade schools because like a lot of people go and have this concept of like thinking that like you have to go to like a four-year school you have to go to like these big colleges or even go to community college to try to figure out or try to exceed in whatever it is that you're trying to do but the one thing about trade schools it's like you can really like do something that you're like trying to emphasize on as far as, especially the arts, you know, it's like, you know, for like, there's a recording school, like I went to a recording art school and like it, it helped me like structure how I do what I do now with as far as like recording and doing sound, like I work in studios and, you know, I work in my job right now is, is an audio visual company. And then there's like programs for chefs and then like even as far as like for, you know, uh, creating, <coughs> excuse me, like just logos and uh, doing graphic just graphic designing and stuff like that. Just having, just like having that uh, platform to help you not only like structure your craft better, but like giving you a platform to like elevate yourself to get into these like places that, and then meet and network with people as yeah. well. Because it's all you're all striving for the same goal. I've heard a lot of you know people, I mean? and I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I've heard a lot of people that like told me they went to art school, like talk shit about art school. Like, oh, all they did was make me like copy such and such artist style. Mm -hmm. Until I, like, figured out how to do some shit for myself. And then, like, like yeah, now I understand, like, how this one artist, like, did their shit. But it's kind of, like, a lot of it was, like, sort of self-paced. Like, okay, yeah, here's your project. Like, find pick an artist, copy their shit, and then, like, do it. You know? And then, like... Yeah. And I, like, I was, like, damn, like, that's how come I never wanted to go to art school. Was because, like, I would hear so many people talk and tell me, like, oh, yeah, this is what I went to school for. Like, I went to school to be... 
a and I wanted to be an architect and like I went to this school and they just basically wanted me to copy like one person's like whole style and I didn't want to do that and I was like damn well, that sounds like some shit I, I don't can want see to do it from that like, point you know uh, I'm sure it's like a lot of it's like is rinse and repeats it's like it's all mm. notes you're following over somebody else's like gotcha. blueprint yeah and it's like you want to be able to like learn the basics so then like once you get those basics done you can go out to the world cuz like a lot of times like these trade schools don't they don't guarantee like success they don't guarantee a placement in whatever it is that you're trying to do like if you were to go to a yeah I an art school right now guarantee. or like you go to a graphic designing school they'll they'll put you through the classes and whatever and then it's just like you know they'll they'll try to hook you up but damn you know, imagine if everything was like that cookie cutter like that <laughs> like yeah, you go oh, to school and then they just place like, you in a oh, job. Oh yeah, here, you, this is your job at the end of this fucking three, four years. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn, if everything was that planned out, like, I, well, those could, yeah, dude. It, 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 it kind of is though now. Like, there's just a formula for everything. Like yeah. all the all the radio songs follow the same formula. Like all the, like there is a formula for every like yeah. algorithm for everything. But that same formula can be like disrupted, and the people that like n- disrupted oh, successfully <laughs> are the ones. I feel like they're the ones that make an impact, and they're the ones that like shake. They the do, yeah. Movements up, you know what I mean. But it's just about finding that balance of familiarity and being different, because you can't yeah. be too. If you're too crazy, right. they won't. Know how yeah. good you were till twenty years. But to later. your yeah. point, you know, it's like you know, people go there and then they come out and they're just like, "Oh, this is all I learned." It's like, well, I mean, you're not really supposed to, like, I don't know, like you're like, yeah, you're supposed to learn these basics. So when you take these basics, you're able to go out and do something different. Like you don't have to follow the the platform. You don't have to follow the footsteps of somebody. You know what I mean? Like you could take these like basic uh, teachings. And then go and figure out what it is like that you want to do with that. Like it's like you're taking the information and running with it. Hell yeah! You know? My little sister's she's watching right now. She's fucking so hands on with shit. Like uh-huh. she like goes like she just has to go and like get a job like doing something that she wants to do and and like I like I always kind of felt like that phrase like break like fake it till you make it was kind of like. Weird. I didn't understand that shit. But, like, if anyone can, like, she can, yo. She'll be, like, fucking... She'll go and just, like, totally bullshit through an interview. Like, get a job. And then, like, just be hella good at it. She hella reminds me of fucking Leonardo DiCaprio in, in Catch Me <laughs> yeah, If You Can. <laughs> like, just fucking, like, I'm gonna fucking just go get this. I'm gonna go be a brain surgeon. Like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> yeah. She, she's working for some big ass co- oh, like I don't know if they're like a big company but I know that they're like a print company and she's doing like fucking banner printing and graphic design and like routing like creating she, she was telling my mom the other day that they made like a big like installation like a wood installation for Adidas for like some it was like a, an Adidas like installation that's going inside of some store like and she was like one of the only people that like knew how to like use the router to like fucking cut the wood and everything and then, like, a bunch of her coworkers are like, hella salty, like, saying, like, oh, I could do that, like, you know? But, like, she was the one <laughs> yeah. that did it type shit. I don't know. She didn't go to school. Like, that's what I'm getting at is, that, like, she, she went and, like, fucking taught herself some shit. And that's, For like, sure. that, I feel like I, I did that sort of with the graphic design, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really, I took a couple classes here and there, community college shit. But then, like, when I went to university, I was like, yo, I'm going to, like, go learn the shit that I want to learn about, which is more, like, 
Indiana Jones saving the planet type shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> my but, boss asked me the other day. He's like, "Why did you go to school? Like, what are you even qualified for?" Like, <laughs> like yo, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Hey, man. Let me live. Different strokes, Give different folks. That's what it goes for. It's not meant for everybody. Some of the best shit comes out of people who don't even like go to one classroom. You know, it's just all based off instincts and just pure creativity and just all originality. I think that's really what we could ask for out of like, you know, real creators, you know, just the ability to be able to be original and create original content, whether or not they're skilled or like not skilled as far as like what a like regular I mean, I don't feel like anything would be. I don't think anything is original. It's just like fucking breaking something to make it better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that anything is necessarily like I came with this. Like, like you know what I mean? I didn't follow in any footsteps. Like, I made my own path. Like, I don't feel like it's ever necessarily like that to a T. Like, people can like argue that like, oh, I didn't copy so and so, but. I feel like you can see shit left and right. Like even if someone's like, "Oh, this is my clothing brand. It's my this is my logo." It's like, Something well, like you're using this before. font that I seen on the font that I seen seven hundred thousand people download. <laughs> right, and right. Like, yeah. And like, oh, the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, you're not. You didn't invent the new word, did you? Like, no. <laughs> like, you know, like it. It's it's easy to create hype behind something, but I feel like it's less easy to come with this originality that you speak of that I'm yet to see. I mean, I think there's there's re- originality if you look for it. Like, when, uh, I mean, like, you know, like, yeah, clothing-wise, it's like, yeah, you're not the first one to use a specific font because it's probably been used tons of times. Like, someone yeah, yeah, can come yeah. across it and they use it, you know, unless you're coming up with a brand new, like, style of writing or new language or whatever. Or, like, it's hard to be original like in that, in that, in that way. Yeah, and that and that in that way it's hard to be original, but I think it's more so of the fucking graffiti shit that went down this past week with H and M and them talking all their shit, saying that like, oh, any anybody that paints any illegal shit on any wall can be used by any company, like whatever, whatever, like bro, that's some bullshit. It is, yeah. Well, it's it goes under copyright, but so it's like that's yeah, so it goes down as far as like with that being original. You know, like someone like an H and M. So someone like an H and M, who is like one of the more bigger, popular brands as far as like being someone to sell clothes at a cheap price. You know, there's there's H and M's all over the world. It's like a, a big brand like that is hard to come across as far as like with being original because they're known for being a bigger, larger scale or being on a bigger platform as far as being a department well, like, store close to it. said that was okay, though? Like, who was like, oh, yeah, let's put this on a shirt. Like, Yeah, but, like, see, with originality, is like they, they sell blank T-shirts, they sell flannels in all different kind of categories of, like, selling a flannel. Like, any color, like, there's no different color scheme. Like, it's either red or black or they got a yellow or some shit like that. It's I, want, no, I want to get down to it. Like, I want to know who the individual was that, like, I want to know if they were, like, Nah, boss, like, we can't do that. And the boss was like, 
yeah, you can do that shit. Or if they were like, oh, <laughs> that's fuck. hot right now. Or, hey, or you my, see that? Fuck, my boss is on me. Like, I gotta yeah. do something crazy. Like, I'm gonna take a picture of a fucking piece I seen on the sidewalk. It's like, the same thing with like, it's like jeans too. It's like you know, so like a lot of lines were, or like you know, distressed jeans was coming back to like being popular. And it's like now every like time you go into a store. It seems like every pair of jeans is distressed, you know? I feel like a lot of people wearing those, like, Grandpa, like, Kirkland, the, like, like yeah, Costco like, jeans and shit. Thrift like, store ones. I, fucking, I, I like, the to. super washed <laughs> ones and shit. But no, nah, man, H&M is fucking, uh, they're shooting themselves in the foot, you know? They've they've already, like, had to deal with the whole incident with the the <laughs> monkey on the sweater thing or the I'm coolest sure monkey. Like H&M is some bullshit. H&M <laughs> is some bullshit, bro, because it's like, you know, here they are. They just got out of a whole incident with, you know, uh, having that whole sweatshirt incident with having a little African-American boy or, uh, on their website Either, like, and then the like, sweater. How did that get past so many people? Or, That's like, the one that, yeah. It just feels like there's a lot of people. So I think people, people in those clothing lines are the like people who are up in the higher ups in that are very disconnected with like how things are like culturally. Or just not so far as culturally, just like what's going on, or like what's, or just just and uh, insensitive, or like, uh, and just not in touch, like you know, like that. That's the only, that's the only way. Like you can't tell me like if if someone who's like about, you know, who's with the times, or like knows like what's right and wrong, or or at least in a in a brand that reaches out to everybody. Like everyone goes H and M for like you know like who hasn't bought like a blank T shirt from an H and M at one point in their life. You know, it's kind of like... Not me, homie. I don't <laughs> fuck with H&M. Nothing no. fits me there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think the people the shopping at H&M, they just don't care. Like, they don't... It's not... They're not looking for originality. They're looking for for a $4 Target t-shirt. Market. They're not, like... Or are you talking about the people that are like, shopping there? The people shopping oh, there. Okay. Like, and the people that work there know that. They're, like, nobody that, like, shops in H&M is going to recognize that graffiti or think damn that's fucked up they stole it you know yeah. um, so the fact that, that they, they're gonna be like damn this is an msk piece oh, <laughs> it's the fact that they, they they took a piece of graffiti and they want to use it to market but without even using without even asking permission from the artist like they just like oh hey look there's a piece of graffiti like a really nice looking piece that we could use for marketing let's just use it because we just found it off the streets, but without even like going and trying to find out who the artist it's was. It's just crazy, like because that he is actually like a humongous artist. So yeah. it's like I've seen like graffiti on like name? t-shirts that doesn't look like oh uh, they Something plotted on, the on it. Yeah, it was just kind of like oh they took a photo of a block. You know what I mean? And it doesn't look very intentional. But the fact that this artist is actually like fucking huge. Yeah. Like. I feel like either someone knew or like I haven't seen the shirt in question, the artist's so I name can't. Is it's like revoke, yeah, yeah, revoke is his I, name. I haven't seen the shirt or piece in question, Didn't so I'm not. Fuck, wasn't he like the one that did the background for one of like Justin Bieber's like album covers? Like the he one was, he was like a fucking he like. I mean, he's a hardcore graffiti artist that's gone into like this high fashion sort of world. The last like, album he put out the. The one was like that had that. Is it too late now to say something? I mean, I don't know that, the that album. That's like the recent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But no, just like imagine being an artist and then like a company as like. And what's even more disturbing about it is like it's like you know H and M is such a high company in the sense of like if you were to do that like how you're it's not going to go unknown like somebody, especially since you like the guy you like you said the guy is pretty well known. Somebody is going to inform him and tag him like, hey, is this your work? Like this looks like your shit. If not. You know, you got to talk to H&M and then, you know, he finds out and he's like, oh, shit, this is my work. I'm going to go send a uh, cease and desist 
uh, letter to them yeah. saying, whatever you're doing with my shit, I'm warning you right now. If you put that shit out, I'm suing you. And then H&M goes out and says, well, well hold on. Well, we got a lot. I'm putting out mm-hmm. a lawsuit saying that you can't do shit about it because what you did was illegal, technically. That was their whole approach about it. They're like, look, you put up graffiti. You tagged a, uh, some wall. It could be public property. It could be a, a, it could be a private building. Yeah. But the fact that you graffitied all over it gives us the right to take it because it's like out there for the public. It's such a fucking weird. It's like how yeah. we're talking about slippery slopes and all that shit. Exactly. Like, oh, if you let one thing slide, you let one thing slide, you gotta let a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah, right? a whole bunch of other shit's gonna come crashing down. So it's like imagine all the different like you would go to like Urban Outfitters, you know, they got mad shit like that. It's just like you know all these different kind of like <laughs> artists, like you know, it's just like the random T-shirt bin in the Urban yeah. Outfitters, and it's got like all these crazy different artists, all these different. Mm-hmm. But they shout them out in a way though. Like if you go on their website, like it has the artist's name on it. So I was like, I don't know like why H and M couldn't like credit the man. I just but think they fucked with the wrong guy. They like, fucked with the wrong guy. It's like yeah. the guy that like, oh, you have three thousand followers, and H and M's like, well, we'll just pay you and the ten thousand. That's more money than they've ever seen, so they're not. Or like, hey, we'll see you in court, and you we're had, you a had, multi-million. You had people company. like Swizz Beats, who is a very well known person in the not only just the hip hop community, but in the artist community. He owns like maybe like five Basquiat's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was gonna say dude five. has a bunch of paintings, like dude like appreciates the art. So he sees this and then he has the platform that he has and he basically says fuck H and M. You know, you're gonna have everybody like, well, what, what, fuck H and M? Yeah, exactly. And then it, the list went on. Swiss told me that the beat rock. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that Swiss told me fuck H and M. Swiss told me say fuck H and M. So we say fuck H and M. So. And it's just like it's so. What Swiss beat? What Swiss like, beats? Fucking. Um, it's showtime. It's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, snitches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's beat. that song was hard. Or then, Swiss Beats has a lot of classics. Can we play some shit. Do we have to do a re- review if we play some shit? Uh, oh, where on. are we at? Where I'll just I'm gonna just play I'm gonna just play a beat. We're like 30 minutes in already. Oh bet. Hold on, let me find something. <laughs> Fucking Swiss Beats, bro. Got, But anyways, man, so that's that's one thing with H&M. You know, they're back at it again in the negative light. And I think at one point... Do you know they they closed down, like, every single store they had down in South Africa because of the whole backlash with that whole uh, coolest monkey in the jungle shit? So it's like, how are you going to... And you know what else I've learned, too? What do you mean every store they had in South Africa? Almost like every store in South Africa be, closed. Like, like, it's hard to hate when you're like, oh, yeah, they closed all their fucking South Africa stores. Like, <laughs> Damn, that's fucking huge. Like, that's huge. They dropped, bro, a lot. And then, like, they put out a weak-ass apology, and now they're trying to steal art. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? <laughs> Come on, son. You know? <laughs> put out a weak-ass apology. <laughs> put out a weak-ass apology. Now shit. Like, oh, we didn't know how this would be insensitive. Hey, like, don't trip. I stole shit from H&M, too. Yeah. Hey, bro, you I, know. I, I fuck st- with companies that don't put out apologies. I stole, <laughs> like, I stole some belts. If you're going to do some shit, just don't apologize, because it... Yeah, go all out with it. It's like you didn't even put it out. It was just like a preview, and people were outraged by a preview. So, whatever. Hey, the parents didn't care, so we shouldn't care, I guess, right? The parents you know? didn't care. No, the parents didn't care. Oh. <laughs> the parents of that young man yeah. didn't care. And then I saw also saw something 
La Jolla High School did like a cartoon and they got La in Jolla trouble. Country Day? It was like, I think Tory Pines or La Jolla High. They That's made the like a. shit, isn't it? No. No. It's different. Not. La Jolla Country Day is different, but they made like a. H and M like cartoon, but they they made like a hoodie for every race, and it was pretty funny. But they got a lot of backlash for putting that out in their student newspaper. Like they had like the white dude in a hoodie that said like "Cool Kids Club." They had like the Muslim guy like "I'm the bomb." Like, and they just put like ten like fake H and M hoodies out, and and they got a a bunch of backlash for it. You know, there's like one mixed homie going to school there and like one Asian homie going to school there. Like, the fuck? Anybody from San Diego knows north of the eight is not San Diego. For real. Voulez vous vous avec moi, bitches? There we go. Shout out Swiss Beats. You're just not in San Diego, homie. Did you have you guys watched that Versace show? Like, there's a show on FX right now. Versace one? No. No, there's a show on FX right now that's like uh, how uh, what's his ass died? Uh, Gianni Versace. Yeah. And how he died, and the guy that killed him was like some Filipino dude from San Diego. Really? Really. His name was Andrew Kanuna. Six <laughs> months, homie. <laughs> September. He's coming dude, up quick. He was from San, Di- <laughs> San Diego, bro. I was tripping out because I'm watching this shit right now. It's almost done. But it's like, damn, the guy that killed Versace is a National City local, bro. Filipino guy. Nasty city, homie. <laughs> Nasty city, bro. He's a gay dude, too. Like, he was like out here. He's Shout like, out, save yourself. Yeah, he was like some gay dude that was like trying to climb up in the ranks. It's like, you know, an escort, and then he got to Versace, who was like, you know, publicly gay, and then they linked up, and then Versace wasn't feeling him, and he got all obsessed. He ran up at him at his own house in Miami, bro, and just shot him in the face. Crazy shit. And he's from, he's from here. Can't relate. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that. But, um. Uh, with the fucking eye well, roll. Well, on that, the on that note. <laughs> What do you guys? How do you guys feel about? Um, Damn, that's crazy though. How do you feel about cultural appropriation? How do you feel about the death sentence? The death sentence. <laughs> you know, no, who got the going. death sentence? No, you know who got the death going. sentence recently was uh, that dude who shot up a church. He got the death sentence. Yeah, oh, Dylan that's Roof. Good. good for him. But then his sister got went went to jail recently too. I read. Yeah. Good for her. She she brought a knife to school. And now she's about to go to jail. So that whole Roof family in jail. <laughs> Uh-uh. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Sad future. But anyways, cultural appropriation was kind of a big topic this week because of a few artists. Uh, one of them happens... Well, two of them. They're two really talented artists. All, one of them happens to be Pharrell Williams. If you don't know who Pharrell Williams is, is probably like one of the most <laughs> iconic producers. If you don't know who Pharrell Williams is... Like, why are you even... <laughs> you probably just don't know anybody. You don't know anything. <laughs> You're probably not listening if you don't know who Pharrell Williams <laughs> The is. most, like, diverse producer, creator ever from music to Getting clothes. Getting backlash for some similar shit that H&M did. I did see a funny meme about Pharrell. It's like, a lot of people like to... People pretend to like Pharrell's music more than they actually like it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, love feel, like, I feel like everyone knows is like, a sick-ass song, though. And I feel like he's... Well, fuck! Then he he um he co-wrote and co-produced um, 
fucking uh, stir fry. And I well, he made the, yeah, he yeah. produced that song. I think I saw something. It was like maybe in 2012 or 2014 that Pharrell had his hand in like 60 percent of the songs on the ra- of all songs on yeah. the radio. Bro, he's that, Britney, that's happened to him since like the early 2000s. Maybe even yeah, just that. Like with NERD by itself, and then like working on like big tracks from Drop It Like It's Hot to fucking Gwen Stefani's hit to what was that? What's that fucking song? The Bananas one. Yeah. That one. And then just working with like Jay Z, making hits with Jay Z, fucking to making Happy. Dude. You know what I'm saying? Scoring a bunch of movies. SpongeBob and shit. When you like, you can't get inspiration from anywhere than like a third world country. Religion, exactly. You know what I mean. So for not that like it sucks because I do that shit too, but I I wouldn't fucking. Well, Pharrell's in headlines right now because recently goes back to the originality shit though. It does because he went to he went to India for the first time. It says, and he said that he got um, inspired by the culture out there, especially by this one specific (laughs) holiday. It was like a Hindu holiday. Um, I think it's called Huhali. Yeah, Who Holly. So, you know, if you don't, uh, Pharrell, if you don't know, is a big collaborator with, with what recently Adidas has been doing as far as to try to put out their brand in a more urban street light. They've been involved with a lot of hip-hop artists, like, you know, especially newer ones, like like recent commercial. They had, like, Ferg on there, ASAP Ferg, 21 Savage, Playboy Cardi, just kind of like some modern heads. And then Pharrell has been, like, a big collaborator with them for a while, so with him going to India, he was inspired to drop a collab with Adidas, who's a German company, by the way. I feel like that's important to say. Uh, Adidas. Adidasler. And his brother started Puma. Where's, they from? Where's Puma from? No, Puma is fucking Adidasler's like brother. There was like two brothers, and one was like, fuck it, I'm going to go start my own shit. So Puma is also... German. German? Yeah. I, I could have swore that was like a... I don't know. I feel like that was more like a like a Spain or like some shit like that. Someone probably, from Spain was from that. Probably was like, I'm going to go to Spain and start Either my way, shit. You never know. A lot of times, like, motherfuckers are just from German. Like, there's like <laughs> you have to just assume they're some kind of European fucking company. But um, they got, Pharrell got inspired and dropped a line with Adidas. You know, if you don't know Pharrell and Adidas, you know, are usually expensive. They dropped this line that was inspired by the Hindu holiday, and that usually that holiday, they you the Indian people uh, wear colorful garments. They wear like kind of like what we would consider to be tie dye. So when they dropped that, it rubbed a lot of the people the wrong way, and it brought up a whole cultural appropriation debate because it's basically saying that like you're appropriating their culture because you have a bigger platform and you're drawing inspiration from our shit to sell it. You know what I mean? It's because it's like these people hold this kind of shit I mean, to high like, regards. I don't like. I I feel like I understand the sensitivity when it comes to like Native American and like taking their shit, mm-hmm. like taking like headdresses or using like the like a Native American looking chief. But then like like that's streetwear. What about fucking? What about big tobacco? Like American spirit. Like what the fuck? How come they're not gone? Like why do they exist, yo? Like Well, there's a football team called the Redskins. 
Yeah. You know, shit like that. And then recently, the Indians. There's and, a the fucking Cleveland Navy Indians. command called the Screaming Indians, bro. Like, I just designed a shirt for them, bro. And I'm sitting there like, this is, goes against my moral <laughs> compass. But, like, the fuck? Like, the Indians baseball team is getting rid of their, their Indian logo, logo yeah. after Wahoo. this year. Wow. Chief Woohoo or Wahoo, whatever it was called. That one's pretty. But is it really culture? Is it really culture appropriation if one is just trying to like show their? But that's like the whole originality versus inspiration debate that we're we've been having since we first got here, and like what you and I are talking about. Like we got, I mean, unfortunately for Heaven's Gate, there's no one left to fucking come at us because they all killed themselves. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about GA. We'll go there for now. I don't want to get... You know what I mean? But like... Unless your brother snitches on us. We're not killing people. We're not killing people out here that are like, you know, making like fucking Christmas sweaters and shit. You know what I'm saying? We're not out here rocking anything other than unidentified arrived. Unidentified arrived, bro. You went wearing that. You getting sniped. I got a drone. You feel me, bro? Get hit with the Draco real quick. How how I feel about that, I just don't know, like, what if he was like, hey, I came out here, I had a great experience, I enjoyed this culture, and I wanted to do something to show, like, yeah, how much respect they... I have yeah, for that. Exactly. I, I think it's just because it's overpriced. Is he creating, like, a, like a, you know, foundation for, like, out of, like, the fucking... Return that he's getting off of this shit. Like, is he I don't know. Like, I didn't, that country. I don't, like, I don't think he's like. I think he's just doing it because the man can make anything with Adidas, and he's like, I like the color scheme that these people had in India, so I want to no, give him a tribute. Agree. And I was like, I don't see what's wrong with that, but you know, people obviously feel different because, you know, it's like basically like he, they're like their argument is like, are we like you know people wouldn't stand if Pharrell went to like Israel and then came back and put out a line with like a bunch of Star Davids on his shoes and shirts and shit like that, like you know, or like uh, might be a little different. Like they might have to be like rocking a fucking menorah or like a fucking yarmulke or something like that. Oh, imagine like a, imagine a billionaire boy's yarmulke. But is not that kind of his thing Like Pharrell's very. I'm gonna shave my like, head worldly. except for the temples, homie. I'm gonna have the locks like Put in the, the locks front, off, homie. Like all full on I'm about orthodox. To bring that shit over here, bro. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's, that would be hard. But I don't know. It's it's like that. It's I don't know. Like would you be that offended? Like if people were like to exploit someone's culture, but in a positive light, rather than like oh, like here we are. I would putting... go if if Forever Twenty One put my a photo of my block on a T-shirt. I would be gassed. I'd be so hyped. That's the only thing I can relate to, bro. Is like my neighborhood. I like yeah. I'm like half this, half that, a quarter that, quarter this, like. What the like? I don't fucking have like that much like attachment for things like that. Like, I kind of want to just be here now, and if I can't do that, then it's kind of fucking just disrupting my day. It's just you though. Like that, that's something like I think most people should feel like that. It's just like a sense of pride. Like, hey, here's Pharrell, like embracing my culture and putting it on his shit. I don't know what he's doing as far as like the locals and the natives, but there's people out there like it's in the world that Pharrell, are like. I want to be the hater against him. You know what I mean? It, like, I want to be like, yo, like, you don't support Pharrell. Fuck you. You don't know what he did for the culture. But like, when it comes to H and M, I want to be like, fuck H and M. But Bastards. I mean, yeah, that's kind of it's like thinking of all all the graphics I've stolen. Um, how can I? How can I hate? 
<laughs> on people for stealing, but uh, that's just a streetwear thing in general. In general, one is one is inspired by the, uh, a specific culture, and the other one is like deliberately stealing art and not. Like even that's true. Not even acknowledging like, the creator. But, <laughs> hey, isn't that from your dad's punk band? Yeah, this is a collab <laughs> I did with my my dad's band, uh, Tyrrhenz United. This is an album cover from, I want to say 1990. But this was this was at an official collab. This uh, this this graphic on the back of my hoodie right now is a uh, is from a movie poster from a movie that came out in the 80s called a. Uh, called dogs but the the version that's on my back is like the version of the dog that they used on the cover of only the japanese release like when it released in japan they had one cover when they released in the u.s they had a different cover so like i hella fuck with that it's straight from a fucking movie like i just finessed the fuck out of the graphic and made it look tight and i put all my fucking branding around it and what? that shit is and the movie itself inspires me the movie is about a bunch of scientists in a university town that like they like do all these experiments and then all the dogs in the neighborhood go crazy and start killing their owners. And that was like the main inspiration for the brand Rottweiler was that like I was working at a streetwear store selling all these logo flips from fucking Crooks and Castles, fucking A-Life, fucking Stussy, like 10 Deep. Everybody was doing fucking logo flips. And I was like, fuck this. Like I, I'm a graphic designer. I can kill this shit if I wanted to. And the movie and the theme behind the movie and everything about it, like, hella inspired me. And I was like, fuck it, first thing I'll do is use that movie poster, like, for my my main graphics, you know? Like, yeah. That was the point I was going to get to. Like, I feel if, at least when I steal a logo, I research it for, like, a, you know, I do in depth research. And I think there's a difference. Like, if Pharrell just went out there, Damn, these are cool colors. And I want to be able to afford like, to go to India to steal some <laughs> shit from India. Like, like, if he can't name anything about that culture, like why they do that, you know, like I think there's a fine line. But like, when we do the, you know, like you just named off like 15 facts about why you took that graphic and what that means to you and your brand. Like, same thing with the General Atomics. Is like, we tell may, me to stop. We we may have a. You appropriated that image, but we also know the history behind it and have a reason for using it and it how it fits within our story of our brand and that shirt. I just feel like that's that even that is not even good enough for people. I just feel like people are nitpicking and sensitive as fuck and like they try to find everything to complain about something. You know what I mean? Just like like people were going after Black Panther, like you know they went out to Africa and they went they were like, where and, the fuck is this? No, I was like, they went to Africa to try to game up on like how shit is in Africa because none of these actors are African like that. Like maybe Lupita, you know, the one person, if you guys watch the movie, but everybody else is from America. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they had to go to Africa and see how the fuck they function over there so they can display it on the screen and give us their best authentic African look. But then, you know, people were coming after them, like, oh, they're exploiting African cultures and shit. Oh, I didn't, it's I didn't like, see it. You know, Bruno that. Mars right now is under fire He's because. Under this motherfucker made some really dope music. He got a lot of accolades from it. And then now that with all after that, people are like, well, you know what? Bruno Mars isn't even black. You know, he's Filipino and Puerto Rican and Jewish. And he's making new Jack Swing style shit. He's appropriating black music or, you know, Chinese music and like all these different sounds and shit. Like people exploit the flutes and the drums and all this other stuff, especially in this new age trap music. And people calling for fucking exploit. Like, yo. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and that. say, yo, people let the skin color shit get like way too involved. Like, 
I understand like being raised in a culture and like mm-hmm. everything that that requires and like means and like paying respect and like being respectful of other people's shit and not knowing how anyone else is going to feel. But I feel like it comes down to a real individual level of are you cool with knowing that you're a fucking human being that can reproduce right. with any other human being or are you not? Because like, bro, I got, it was, yeah, bro, like race shit is, is heavy. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to talk about that. No one wants to talk about that, but it's like you're 100 years, you get to be here for max 100 years, and like you got given a skin color, and now like what are you going to do? Like just fucking like... like disregard that person, huh? Just like people like nowadays, it's even more exploited, but yeah, you know, it's, it sucks that, you know, it's always got to be brought up in a sense of like it being somewhat of importance when it shouldn't be. It should be like the like the least thing that you should look at in in, in, a, in a person. And I don't know if we can all agree on this or not, but like I feel like as far as the artistry shit, we're gonna like it's kind of just up to like all these different individuals to decide whether they agree or disagree. Whether like someone did it the right way or someone did it the wrong way. Like we're saying like H and M might like not have been as involved in or like cared about an artist enough to like use his shit. Or, like, use it without his permission or whatever. Pharrell may or may not have been, like, so involved with, like, using that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he came out and said. I don't know what Revolt came out and said. But, like, at the end of the day, I would be upset if someone took my shit. You know what I mean? Without having asked me or without having even made an attempt. And if I found out later that they did, like, cool. But if... If they really didn't, then that's biter shit, and we know that, and that's like what our culture has told us that like if it's if it's straight rip, then it's straight rip. Like, but I I don't feel like what well, what we've done so far with these collabs is although it's a straight fucking rip is like partially. I, I well, kind this of one, like maybe a little more, but I feel like it's almost like it, it's like what we we've been talking about is creating dialogue. Like I'm like I like these things that we've done because we're fucking bringing it back to the foreground and saying like hey community hey culture hey people that are like appreciating our shit and our artistry like appreciate this take this take this image and give it an idea and like dive deeper into it because like with the with the whole thing about heaven's gate is like yo like religion cults gang life like they're so similar and Mm. there's a similarity to be drawn between that and streetwear it's same with Ripping GA is like your work ethic, like huge having a huge impact on an economy, like on the entire world. And like I think the thing with uh, with GA and just a lot of like my graphics in general, like and you talked about bring it to light. It's like hey, this may be something that's not on your radar, but it's something you should be thinking about. You should know what, where we're dropping bombs, how much money the military spending. Yeah. Around the world on shit that does not get covered right. in the in the mainstream. But it's like something that you should know and should be thinking about. Yeah, I agree fully. Indeed. Uh well, let me see. To end it on that note, uh one little one last thing. Uh how do you guys feel about Jesus collection being inspired by Shia LaBeouf. But I, I feel like I've been knowing that. Did we not talk about this? Because nah. I because I remember reading this article about like, you know, he had, was rocking some hat, and it, and it was like everyone was like, "Where's the hat from?" And it was like from Shia LaBeouf, and it was like a fucking prop from a movie. Mm-hmm. 
I think then, we were talking about it. We were talking about that recently, so it's crazy that you brought that up. Because weren't we just talking about this at my at my crib the other day? I think so. I, I don't remember like the whole conversation about it, but I saw the headline. I didn't read the article, but it was like I think it was Kanye said to Shia LaBeouf, Hey, I wanna borrow a few of your pieces for a pop up. I'm like, is Kanye doing like a thrift pop up? And then Shia's like, Yeah, go ahead and Kanye just took his whole closet. <laughs> That that's what I saw. What I don't know. Yeah, so I, got I don't know the rest of the story. Well, because it says right here, Shia LaBeouf did an interview with Esquire, and he revealed that the rapper was once inspired by his style after meeting him in backstage at a concert. Uh, LaBeouf eventually gave Kanye permission to take everything you want from his wardrobe, including an Indiana Jones hat. So that must have been the hat. So remember, <laughs> remember he was oh, in the last Indiana Jones hat. It was from the Indiana Jones movie. That's okay. exactly what it was. And was it like a, a dad hat or something? It was a dad hat with like a bunch of fucking like military patches and shit. Like there was like a NASA patch and some other shit. Like, but I could see like how the fucking like raggediness of fucking Shia LaBeouf style. Like, did you see when he got arrested in New York? Yeah, like, he's wearing like fucking like uh, moon boots and like. Sweats and a flannel and a hoodie and it's all just so fucking like mad faded and distressed like that's just tight like he said that it was it's interesting how style moves like that and that's like the whole appropriation of a culture to the appropriation of an individual style that's him the Shia LaBeouf and then New Year's line New Year's line Shia LaBeouf. I mean, I just think like it's just boots. That's and some the whole skinny thing. Every, everybody's inspired by hat. each other. In at the end of the day, and yeah. like these shoes are kind of. I'm not feeling these shoes. What I feel like Kanye is doing, and I don't mean to fucking be the one that's like standing up for him or whatever, but I feel like since watching the beginning of like Jesus Supply and all that shit, is that like he's kind of creating like a look that's that's not for right now you know what i mean it, it looks hella post-apocalyptic it, it like the fits are like the, the silhouettes are cool you know futuristic what I mean? like, hobo yeah like you can say it sorry yeah futuristic <laughs> hobo. <laughs> post-apocalyptic it's pretty everyone's gonna be on the same tip you know but but at least for like functional wise like creating like an athletic sneaker that's like slide on slide off or creating like a boot that's like very like military inspired that's like you know, combat boots, bomber jackets, all bomber tactical jackets. shit, like parkas. You know, like all sweats, essentials at thermals, the end of the day. You know, it, the joggers. Yeah, that's that's fucking military wear. Like I know because mm-hmm. I designed that yeah. shit all fucking day. Like, military wear with shit. this like slight side of comfy. I guess. Yeah, like a little cozy boy in there. A little, little coziness slide, slide in there. A little cozy, <laughs> <laughs> a little cozy military guy. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, but but them like straight ripping someone else's style like hard like that like yo i'm about to go look everything in your closet and like create a whole line because i can and shia labeouf of all people it makes it even crazier because it's like that's fucking even stevens right there that's even stevens bro like you know what i mean just don't give a fuck i think that's the weird thing about kanye is he's always been able to kind of like tap into different people and he there's just all the weird stories that he has of like he has a bunch of weird stories mm-hmm. like that of, oh, yeah, I just took Shia LaBeouf's whole closet. Oh, yeah, I was with mm-hmm. so-and-so. Oh, and yeah, like, like, like when he was rocking all the Givenchy with, like, the Rottweilers and the skirts and all that shit. Like, 
just like <laughs> absorbed someone's whole style and like took it on tour with him. Like, hell yeah. I'm well, trying to think of another. Or Mr. Hudson with the 808s and heartbreaks yeah. with the fucking little mini like Tom Ford suits and shit. Like speaking of Kanye, do you guys see that bracket? Oh, the March Madness, the, the Kanye March Madness, Madness bracket. Kanye bracket. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, March Madness they basketball. Yeah, Someone Madness did it with like all like 64 Kanye songs. I ended up doing. Uh, I had time. What well, I, I want, I want to do. We should do a we should do a live uh, Kanye March Madness. <laughs> yeah, I have mine right here, dude. <laughs> I, I actually had the time to do it. Here, you see this shit? No way, bro. I had time. What I did that fuck? shit. You got ultra light beams and good life at the top. I don't even. Those are my top two. Life. You don't fuck with good life. It's such a classic, bro. That's like my uh, favorite song. I, I like. Some, I like good life. I have so much uh-huh. nostalgic feeling to that, especially like. I've seen it live too. Shit's awesome. Power, flashing lights. Yeah, flashing lights. I guess ultra light beams is tight. My top four. My top four was between good life, flashing lights, power, and ultra light beam. That's my top four. Kanye top four. I don't. I think can't tell me nothing might be. That made it. That made it pretty Um, far. I like devil in a new dress a lot. It came down to flashing lights. You can't tell me Devil nothing. In a new dress. Runaway. Runaway is this shit. Runaway. Uh, <laughs> well, just the build, the build up. <laughs> the build up on Runaway is um, fucking insane. The follow through on Runaway is insane. But I think we should end it on that. Um, it almost. It should have beat Good Life, bro. Runaway should have beat Good Life. Damn, you were that close, bro. <laughs> Damn, bro. You know what? Like I said, <laughs> what Runaway made it far, dude. Like, cause that first Runaway was up against like highlights. That verse on Runaway I is love, just I so love highlights. Savage. It's highlights best cool. best song on Pablo. Highlights. Run Runaway and highlights, and then I picked Runaway, and then it came down to All Falls Down and Runaway. Picked that Runaway, and then Runaway against <laughs> Good Life. Fuck, I don't know, dude. Good Life, I think, is better than Runaway. That's my, I think that's I'm my just like a little opinion. bit bitter because like the whole shit that T Pain is singing is like from an older Kanye song that I found like on Windows Media Player one day like when I was fucking in eighth grade like <laughs> and I remember hearing it and I was like whoa this is tight and then hearing Good Life I was like whoa this is whack <laughs> that's the only reason why I don't like that song. Well here we are guys. Sorry to play Good Life to end it. Shout out, shout out, run away. <laughs> Only because I didn't pick it, and you know, Steve looks upset that I picked it over. Nah, hey, bro. <laughs> Make sure you come out March twenty fourth, five to ten p.m. Human Catalyst, Third Avenue, Chula Vista, baby. Shout out Unidentified Corporation. Shout out Rawweiler. Shout out Will B. There we are. I go by the name of Will B, a.k.a. Will B the Don, a.k.a. Don Michael Sweetchin. Music you that spice. Hey, thanks for everybody watching on Instagram Live. Nobody yeah, watching anymore. <laughs> if you made it to the end, comment. Uh, Subscribe. Follow um, me. Follow my homies. Uh, what emoji should we have in comment? Do the chart up, the chart going up. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I like I like the one that has like the yen and it's like a green arrow like, going up. Like the, the value of the yen is rising. So actually, like that's my favorite. Right Alright. Let's end it on that. And goodbye. <laughs>